Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Hey, Jeffy, I'm coming to you here deep in the woods in Chapel Hill. We've had some weird locations lately. I know. So for those of you that are watching on our oh-so-popular YouTube channel, you'll see that I'm outside at my house, and uh, it's pretty wooded around here, and there's a reason why, isn't there, Jeffy? There is. There is. We're going to get into this. This is crazy. Ed's in the process of doing a buy-sell, and uh, that's got a big reason why you're sitting outside. That's why I'm sitting outside. We are, uh, so at our home, we're refinishing our hardwood floors Mm -hmm. and I've been kicked out of the kitchen and the kids wing and uh, we're out for a while. This is the crazy stuff that we have our clients do and I'm doing it to myself. So, Which is so good. Yeah, reality check. It really, it really is a reality check. Yeah. But we're calling this episode, When It Hits the Fan, Get Creative. And this is all about on the buy side and some stuff I'm going through that I'm going to share. And it kicked off with Jeff and I a, a discussion about how you got to look for the creative solutions and uh, there's a process for doing that. And we're going to kind of walk through yep. that today, aren't we, Jeffy? Yeah, we are. So one of the things that uh, really resonated with me when we were first talking about this podcast is finding the aha solution. And granted, that's different for everybody. We all have our own ahas. But why don't you walk me through or us through your aha that you had in this piece of your buy side, right? This yeah. is, we're not even talking about sell. Yeah. So this is on the buy side. I'm going to give you a little mm-hmm. backstory here and then we'll get into kind of how, how you get to the ahas and then we'll we'll tell you how it worked out. So we're buying a uh, home. It's an estate sale. So no one has lived there for a while and it's out in the country, which is a whopping 15 minutes from town. So it's not that far out on five acres. And so when you, <laughs> you're just laughing. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the banana pudding story. <laughs> Honey, just bring the Tupperware back. We're all good. It's free. It's on me. That's right. It's just, it's funny. So it's a a really special part of the Chapel Hill area. And uh, it's a modernist home. So we're super excited about that. But anyway, it's on well and septic. Okay. And so because the septic system's older, there's no permits on record. And we had the well and septic inspectors come on through. Hence, you know, when it hits the fan, that's where we're going with this a little <laughs> bit. You know, shit. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, you know, we got some stuff we're working on with the septic tank, but because no one has lived in the home for a long period of time, they can't check the septic field to see if Ooh. it's currently working. I didn't and even think they, about that. Yeah. And when they opened it up, there was some signs of, of some potential issues, okay, that down the line. So they can't confirm that. So okay. there's a big unknown. Mm. And as a buyer, it's like, well, we kind of want to know what the situation is because there's a range of costs and issues that you could be dealing with. And you can't, you can't quantify it. Right. So that was the issue. And there's not a real logical conclusion because nobody lives there right now. So I, we came up with one, but going through that, we had to be really creative. And that's where we wanted to get into the aha moment. So okay. we've got some key points on this. There's like five key points that All we're right, going to go through. All right. So 
The first time doing a lot of talking here. I apologize. Yeah, because, you know, it's always this way. <laughs> it's always this way. It's my world. Welcome to it. So uh, I noticed how you we have five points instead of three on this one too. Which yeah, is really. I added. Just some. really pushing it. That's pushing right. It. All right, so we'll well, let's get the, let's get down. So what's the first point, Jeff? All right, questions to ask. Well, no, is that have, your? Uh, it's I know key points. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ed didn't even let me be a part of this process. So why don't you tell me question oh key points? Have a solution-based focus. Yes. Yes, Jeffy. Have a solutions-based focus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> so I've had I've had a long axiom that if, if you've got a motivated buyer and a motivated seller, you can usually work out most issues. And I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes we just get too focused on, you know, the boulder in the road and -hmm. not like, is there a way to go around it? Right. Right. Yep. And and I think that's the number one thing when you're working through an issue on your transaction is, is the buyer motivated? Like, I'm the buyer. I know I'm motivated. Is the seller motivated? Yeah. They're dealing with an estate. They're motivated. They want to make this work. So let's just kind of calm down. And relax, and let's figure out a way to get through this. You know what? I have a huge shout out for Joe, my business partner. He is incredible at sleuthing how motivated buyers are. I hear him on the phone, especially when we have multiple offers. He will call the agents, he gets a little bit of information. You know, are they in? Or are they halfway in? Do they have a toe in? And then we share all that information with the sellers so that they know sometimes your most highly motivated buyer isn't your best on paper buyer, but they will be more likely to get to the finish line. So I love this piece. And I also love the fact that you have to be really, you have to be introspective about this right now because you are the motivated buyer, you and Lynn. Yeah, we're the motivated buyer. And so it's like, as the agent, I have to kind of think, Think through that and say, right. okay, okay, we're motivated now. How how do yep. we kind of step away from this a little bit, and how do we figure this out? Yeah, and not freak out. Now, right. it helps that we've done hundreds of transactions, right? So we've <laughs> seen everything, or you thought we've seen everything. Sure, 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 sure. You have a better. You're playing in a bigger field, right. but okay. So talk to me about knowing your creative process. Yeah, this was really insightful. Is that I think you kind of have to tune into the environment and the way that answers come into you. Okay. And um, so I'm speaking my language right now. There you go. Yeah. The universe, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So so I'm currently watching on, uh, I think it's on Prime. I'm watching uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, which is a great, great series that started up. And so it's a rock and roll band in the 70s. It looks like it's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. You know, it's got that kind of tune to it. So, and their backstory. But, Anyway, so the the two principals are like this. They're coming together to write music, and they're trying to write music together. And okay. there's this great scene where they break into the record label's house, and they're like trying to write their first song together. And the guy, the lead singer, he's the songwriter. He's like laying on his back, and he's like thinking, and he's taking notes, and he's he's trying to do that. And they're wandering around, and they're working. And then all of a sudden, he hears this like water noise going into a pool and daisy jones who's the creative on the other side she's swimming she like took took her clothes off and is swimming in the pool 
And he's like, what are you doing? And she says, I'm writing a song. And yeah. she was clear in her mind and very kinetic, right? And just doing something yeah. to free her mind up to, to noodle away. And it made yeah. me think in this, it's like, okay, what's the environment that you're in where solutions come to you? So mm-hmm. here's some examples. Like, are you a morning person or a night mm-hmm. person? Like mm-hmm. me, I'm a morning person. When, how about you, Jeffy? When did, when did I'm, things... I'm definitely a morning. So you're morning. Yep. Yep. By by five p.m., I'm ready to tuck myself into bed. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, don't yeah. ask me to solve a problem after ten no. o'clock at night. You're not going to get the yeah. best of me, and I'm not going to be yeah. able to do it. You know, are you? Do answers come to you like when you go for a run, or do you like mm-hmm. somebody like sits in a corner and has coffee and journals? Mm-hmm. I get a lot of answers on bike rides because I, I've always yeah. found like if my heart rate's at a certain level and I'm kind of not thinking. Yeah. Uh, answers will come to me. Yes. Um, so it's worth it to take the time to kind of observe those patterns of like, oh, I just got an answer. And then set yourself up to be in that environment when you're working on a problem and when you're trying to do that. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our show. We get a lot of questions about why we do this. And I want to say that we love it. We sharpen our skills. We get to have fun and we get to interact with all of you. So thank you for that. Thanks so much. And we do have one favor to ask. If you know anyone that's thinking about buying or selling in the US or Canada, let us know. We have an amazing network of vetted agents that are so good at what they do. And what better gift can you give that person than somebody that's best of breed? Enjoy the rest of the show. So I have a quick question for you. When we are leading, so if you were just the agent and Lynn was just the buyer, Mm -hmm. would you prompt her to try to find her creative process to to really work this out? Or would you take that time as the agent process and then come back to Lynn and say, hey, this is these are the, this is what I've come up with. Yeah, and Ginger's here That's with okay. me, kicked outside too. Kids Nobody are, cares. Kids are in the woods, which is kind of cool. They're like cruising <laughs> through the woods right now, playing. So, welcome to North Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, no, this is more of an agent role. Okay. So this is like okay, I've got an issue as an agent on, the, and this particular thing is like I've got a septic field that can't be tested. How do I resolve that? And so as an agent, I'm taking this on. Or if you're at some impasse on a transaction, you're not throwing this over to your your buyer Mm -hmm. or your seller. This is like, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? Yeah, exactly. And you, you and I both are of the same school that a lot of times we as agents get a ton of crazy information and by, at 9 a.m. and by noon, every piece of that but one has been resolved. So a lot of times we wait to communicate with our buyers and sellers until some time has passed, until we've had our creative process, until we've let things sift out. Is that That's also another really yeah. good piece. Yeah, I think. sometimes yeah. they all kind of work out. So, uh, okay. so it's good. again, so t- just kind of being, being in tune with that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, waiting for the answer, right? And then you just wait for the answer. Don't force it. Yeah. If you kind of set yourself up in that environment, and I know for me, like, I'll, like I'm, I, I don't do well late at night to try and solve something, mm-hmm. so I'll kind of yep. pose that question to myself. I'll go to bed. Usually, when I wake up, uh, I'll have some kind of answers presented just in my morning process, and I'll think mm-hmm. about that. And I'll, or if I'm on a mm-hmm. bike ride, I'll 
pull over and take a note on my phone. You know, and, and, I love that. And then go work on it. So again, it's just wait for the answer. And then, and then the next one is test it. Test the solution. Yeah. How do you do that? Because I'm pretty like close to the vest and probably less, you know, like sharing all that stuff. And you're probably a little bit more like run it by someone, would you say? You're exactly right. And I think this is yeah. a good one for those in coaching to look at your heritage profile and like, are you a collaborator? Talk to your coach about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Um, on like the environment that you do well in. So I'm a big collaborator. So I want to talk it through to people. So right. I'm like, hey, I have this idea, you know, and kind of work through it mm-hmm. um, and do that. And then run that first, in, you know, kind of in the team environment. But, you know, right. I'll, I'll reach to Beth and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Bounce it around and and test, test it a little bit there. Right. Okay. I like that. I also love that I didn't grow up in that kind of a community mindset of sharing those type of things, like getting collaborative feedback. And just over the last few years of knowing you, I think I'm getting better at that. And it's fun because obviously I don't know everything. <laughs> we think you do. <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, I pretty much do. You know. <laughs> but just to get other people's feedback is just so amazing because you go, wow, I didn't think about that. Or that's a great idea. Or, you know, yeah. I'm excited that you're in into this. So I know, I know you said we're going to talk about giving it a try, but at what point did you feel that you were sitting down with Lynn and going, okay, yeah. well, here's our big hurdle. Yeah. Like, did you collaborate, test your solution with her or did you test your solution with another agent? I, like, what did you do? I, I tested it with her and she said, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I said, I know, <laughs> that's why I want to do it. And <laughs> she said, I like it. And then I ran it okay. by, and then I ran it by, and we, and that's what we ended up doing. And so, do you want that's me to awesome. walk you through it? Yes. Okay. I hear All right. It. So here's okay. the second half of the story. So we got this issue, right? Yeah. So I know, I don't. And it was late at night when it kind of came up. So I'm like, I'm going to bed, and I'm thinking about this, right? So I wake up in the morning, and I'm having my coffee, and I'm like, okay, we've got a septic field that needs to be tested, but nobody's living there, so that's a problem. And I'm like. Well, I wonder, so what's really going on here? It's like, well, we need enough water or, you know, production in the home to occur to where you can test the field. So it's okay. I said, well, how much is that? How much does that require? So I went online and saw like how many gallons need to be produced to actually do an adequate test. I'm like, okay, so then how much do you produce a day? I'm like running this. I'm like, okay, so they need somebody in the house for about a week to produce all this stuff, right? I thought, well, wait a second. I'm refinishing my floors and we can't be in our home. So we're going to move in. (laughs) Oh my God. So I go to Lynn, I'm like, hey, what would you think if we... On this house we're under contract in, like we go there, we wash clothes, we'll make dinner, we'll do this stuff, we'll flush a bunch of toilets, we'll run the bathtub, and uh, and we'll do that for a week. And then they'll have enough effluent to be able to test the septic field. She says, you are out of your brain. I like it. <laughs> I love... So have you guys started that? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. That is so awesome. All right. So... J- that's the most crazy rad idea. But here in San Diego, we do something, we pump. 
we they fill the septic tank with water to the top and then they let the leech lines pull everything out. So what's the difference between yeah, that and what you're talking about? Well, they can't do, you run a risk on a well that you'll run the well dry. Oh. And so you really need to take a little bit of time to do that. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's rad. What kind of are you guys making mac and cheese? Are you doing <laughs> elaborate dinners? Are you having parties? Like what's happening? So, well, so again, <laughs> craziest thing I'd ever heard. So I'm like, I got to try this. So I called the seller up. I'm like, and so again, this is I said, "Look, you're going to think I'm crazy." Chris Voss. <laughs> Uh, but you know, let's kind of walk through this. And he said, "Yeah, let's do that." So, I and I have a lot of inspections going on there now. So when I yep. go do the inspections, I fill the tubs up, I run the dishwasher, we do some laundry, and so we're going down there That's for dinner. Great. We're going down there for dinner tonight. So I love that. That is awesome. And Lynn is a massive trooper. <laughs> Nurses are so. Uh huh. I'd so, be like, who can we hire to move into the house <laughs> to do this? <laughs> it was so crazy. No, I said great. we got to do it. So again, you see all the elements there, though. I do. Kind of set it up, noodled yeah. on it, ran it by, yeah. came up with a yes. solution that is highly unconventional. And I love that. And and just bringing this back to the very beginning, you know, when it shit. Hits the fan. What do we do? Are we are we hitting the fan too, or are we taking a minute to reflect and figure out? Because we are leaders in the process. Our side, the listing side, the buyer side, whatever. We we're the leaders of this tribe marching through this escrow. And if we're not calm, cool, and collected, and have a good head on our shoulders. The, it, the ripple effect is just terrible. And I don't know if I would have ever thought of that idea. That's a pretty amazing idea. It's kind of crazy. But again, I it like was it. like, it was creative. You know, it was in yeah. the right environment. I'm like, well, wait, yeah. I've got an issue at this house. Yeah. That, you know, so we're available because we were literally kind of packing up to leave. And I'm like, well, wait uh -huh. a second. Why don't we just go down there? And then Love we can it. accelerate this process. So, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about and maybe the circle around is when you come up with the idea, bring the other side into the solution. Let them yes. join you for the journey to try and resolve it. Okay, but, uh, so I have an idea of what you said, but let's hear what you said. Oh, you mean with, with the seller? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just basically said, uh, you know, this is going to be the craziest thing you've ever heard. But, you know, let's take, I've got an idea and I'd kind of like to walk you through it and see if we can kind of noodle on this and, and see if this will resolve us together. Right. And, you know, without knowing that I might need a whole new septic tank or new leech lines, this could save you as a seller a lot of money and give us as a buyer a really good peace of mind. Right. Because, you know, you, yeah. you've got a range of what you're trying to do in this situation is reduce the range of probability of the cost, right? And so you mm -hmm. got to figure out what you got, what you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah and so that's exactly. that's in everybody's best interest. I love it. Great job, mister. All right. That's it for this one. As the kids come running through the woods again. It. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> we'll see you All right, later. everybody. See you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.